Well, hello there. You're watching Offbeat Business TV and listening to OBBM Radio Dallas. I'm your host, Susan Hamilton, and we are rebuilding American business influence locally, nationally, and abroad by making digital media easier for the local family business. We've got an opportunity to represent here, folks. Did you know that 80% of American micro to small businesses tend to be family-owned businesses of nine employees or less? Well, that means we're building our business while we're raising our kids. We're taking care of our parents. We probably have a veteran or active duty in our family or workspace, and over 30% of us have an addict in our family or workspace. So today's information is here to empower you to take a stand with your strong, influential brand. Today we'll be speaking with <coughs> retired Sergeant Richard Morris. Good morning, Susan. How are you doing, Richard? I am blessed. So glad to have you today. Thank you. Listening to the Offbeat Business Show, rebuilding American business influence locally, nationally, and abroad, bringing you experienced insight for a strong, influential brand and successful life in business. Here's your host, Susan Hamilton. You're doing some amazing things. We've been talking uh, lately about. Uh, some events we've got coming up, and we'll be talking about that in another show, but there's a a big reason. We, as a community, need to be doing a better job of supporting our law enforcement and helping to gel the relationship between the community and law enforcement so that everyone can do a better job. I think you'd agree that we're all safer when we communicate better. Absolutely. It's critical. It really is. Tell our audience a little bit about your history and some of the things that you've been through because it's quite breathtaking. Uh, tell us a little bit about what's been going on with Richard Morris. Well, first, uh, about uh, police officers and how the media perceives them. Yes, sir. Uh, the Gallup polls in uh, 2016 showed that um, people had police officers at a uh, high acceptance level, highest it's ever been since 1968. So people love the police more now, despite of what you may see in some mainstream media. That's good to hear. I've been a police officer since 1978. I've been teaching karate since 1971. It's sort of an interesting blend. And when I became a police officer, I knew that I had to do something to help to keep our officers safe. So I soon began teaching at the academy, arrest control tactics and baton and so forth. I worked in the toughest parts of town, I've been shot, stabbed, and run over, I tell people, but yeah. thank God I'm, I'm okay. I've been shot four times. Uh, it hasn't, neither, none of the gunshots have been bad. I literally have been grazed at the top of the head. I got shot from this far away, right here. I got a button shot off my shirt sideways and hit my collarbone, and I got shot, and it bounced off my vest and went behind me. So I think God must be keeping an eye on me. I think so. I think so. But it really speaks to the fact that you know what fear looks like and feels like and understand what our officers actually experience on the job in these difficult situations. The police officers uh, go through a great deal, especially in a larger metropolitan city where you see a lot, uh, a lot of death, a lot of tragedy. And in less than three years, the police officer's brain, the the biological brain, is chemically different, physiologically and structurally different. Oh, wow. So you, if uh, when a a police officer's wife says, or a police officer's husband said, wow, my husband or my wife is just not the same person, well, they're not. Because you can't see that kind of depravity in such a toxic environment 
and still stay positive unless you do certain things to keep it that way. One of those things is to stay active in church. So I'm fortunate that I stayed active in church uh, during the tough times. It's hard when I work, would work nights to get up an hour later after I got home to go to church, but uh, I did the best I could to try to stay active. Most police officers are not active in church. You'll see them if they have a good church relationship already or if they're in a, see, a neighborhood patrol-type position where it's not as dangerous or if they uh, are working there off-duty, but you won't see many others. And so it's because police live a holy lifestyle. And I, I'm also a pastor. I'm a United Methodist pastor. I've been a police tra- chaplain for 20 years to critical incident, stress management, debriefing, all the catastrophes. I'm one of the guys they call when things go bad. And I do know that when those things happen, it, it causes a lot of difficulty, not just organically within your brain, but also organically within the family relationship. Oh, wow. It makes it difficult. Seriously, it, it, it does. And those are the kids going to school with our kids right. in our local communities. Those are the wives that we are passing at the grocery store and in traffic. And there, there's a lot of distraction there because they care so much and they care so deeply. And from what I understand from previous conversations, a lot of times they're not actually having that conversation. The officer is not coming back and having that conversation with his wife That's because right. that is a little too close to home. So my wife, I would come home after seeing children burn up in a car or the, much worse and much worse. And... She said, I, I can't take that. You don't, please don't tell me about those kinds of things. It's too hard. Well, the reason you don't see police officers in church much is because of that holy relationship. Uh, holy just means set apart from. So when I became a police officer, I lost a lot of friends. They just felt uncomfortable around me. I still feel uncomfortable when a police officer in my rearview mirror. So, yeah. So I do get that. But also as a pastor, yeah. I lost friends because they didn't know how to act oh. around me. They were uncomfortable. Yeah. So when a police officer with people around him or her feeling uncomfortable, they have a difficulty in knowing how to deal uh, with these different people. Most of the pastors uh, have and even police chaplains who are not actual police officers, do not understand the the type of things that police officers go through. That's why with the police chaplaincy program, they need to ride with the officers to be able to see some of those things firsthand. Otherwise, what happens is I go to church and the pastor says, oh, Richard, how was it going? How did it go last night? Well, if I tell them how it went, I, and I've done that, and they go, oh, my gosh, it's too much. I, can't, I, can't, I don't know what to I can't help you. Oh, I just wow. don't know what to I can't help you. It's too much. So it's difficult. So that's one reason why police and military relate to me is I know what it's like to have people die in my arms, die in front of me. I know what it's like to take a life. But because of this, I had that relatability that a lot of people are not going to have who had not had those uh, same experiences. But I've also had the opportunity to lead a lot of people to Christ. And so staying in that church environment, for me, karate. I was a professional fighter. I would go fight. I'd train. Haven't missed a week of training since 1971 or a week of teaching. You've you've trained some interesting people. I, I have. And the thing that's so important for me is to have that physical outlet. I have a spiritual building relationship with my church and my wife. 
And then, of course, I have a strong family. But you have to be intentional. And it was hard for me. I'd come home. I would be exhausted. I would work a multiple fatality or come home from the Wedgwood Baptist Church uh, murders or whatever it would be. And I, I would need five minutes to be left alone on those tough times. So what I do, I have a bag outside. It's called a bob. It looks like a person. And I'll go out there and I'll, I used to box too. So I'll punch and hit Bob. And then by the time I go in the house, I'm a little bit better. But sometimes what happens is or my wife would be so frustrated handling the kids. These kids have been driving me crazy right. and so we on. We need you then, right. But I said, I can't right now. Just give me a few mm-hmm. minutes. I need a few minutes. And it takes a while. You have to learn how to communicate with one another in a healthy way. And if I'm given a few minutes, then I'm good. But it's going to take a few minutes for a police officer after he or she comes home from a hard, hard day. And it's not the danger that causes the fear. It's not the danger that changes the personality other than being maybe a little more vigilant. Yeah. But when you see the things that you see and you experience the experiences, you smell the things that you cannot unsmell, it does change you. Mm. And so I kind of have to sort of reboot and it takes about five minutes or so. You've touched on some interesting points, if if you would allow me to kind of go back a little bit, because as the community is watching this, we want to know how can we do a better job. So given that's the state of, of, of what it is, I mean, you're not going to change that. It is what it is. Right. How, then, do we address that in a better way? Because we do have officers at our churches. We do have, uh, we are friends to the family in the community. How can we help that officer uh, be more, uh, to recognize he's accepted? How can we support them without... Uh, really stepping in, in on, on dangerous ground, right, and accidentally being offensive. I mean, we, we want to do a good job, but we need those tools. One of the things that I, that I advise people, uh, when they talk to someone who just came off of active duty with the military yeah. uh, or when a police officer, you know, don't ask them, tell, hey, have you killed anybody? Or, hey, you mean you really had to shoot some guys? Those kinds of things, they're, they're not... Number one, a lot of those things we can't talk about for legal reasons or for intelligence reason, reasons or because maybe we don't even want to visit that right mm, now. Yeah. You know, it takes a lot. It takes a lot to go through that, especially if the other person doesn't understand. We have almost 900,000 police officers, tribal officers, military, law, enfor- uh, law enforcement officers. We also have um, federal agents and officers, so forth. So we have a lot of them out there, but you're not going to see many of those in church. So most of the uh, active law enforcement are unchurched. It's not that they don't believe in God. It's maybe if they're a Christian, it's not that they're not a Christian. It's just that they don't go to church. So yeah. we have to work on ways on how to bring that police officer into the fold because these are the people that who God has put in authority. Romans uh, 13, 1 through 5 tells us that we're to submit ourselves to the authority, and that's the police officers as well as the government, to keep safety and to keep, keep people in a safe environment. Yeah, to do that, that's, that is going to take us trusting the law enforcement and all of those things. Uh, friends, are you enjoying this conversation with Sergeant Richard Morris as much as I am? 
We're going to take a short break and hear from some of our sponsors. And when we get back, we're going to understand a few more of these strategies. And we're going to unveil Ziegler Blue to you. So awesome. hang tight. And we'll be right back. You're listening to OBBM Radio Dallas and watching Offbeat Business TV. The American business economy is positioned as it has never been before. Professional videography is a core element for attracting a higher level of engagement with the people group you need for significant impact. Now is your time to shine. My name is Bill Brock, owner of White Rock Films, and I invite you to a powerful opportunity in the marketplace, an opportunity to draw excited people to your events, an opportunity to showcase your ideas on infrastructure, an opportunity to become known as the industry authority and enjoy the associated benefits of a strong, influential brand. Video highlights, video teaches, video puts a resistant market at ease, and video stirs the hearts and imaginations of your allies and strategic client base. White Rock Films offers full audio, video production for businesses ready to embrace the future. Handling your project with professionalism, experience, and polish unheard of in the industry. My name is Bill Brock, and White Rock Films wants your business. See us online at whiterockfilms.com. Wouldn't it be great to skip mistakes that cost you time, frustration, and not throw money away? My name is Donna Merrill, founder of Business Untangled and the creator of the Making Life Less Taxing program. I find over 75% of business owners are making basic mistakes that cost them thousands and even tens of thousands of dollars every year and they don't even realize it. With the Making Life Less Taxing program, you can avoid many of those initial mistakes business owners typically make. I'm excited to share the Making Life Less Taxing program so you can learn everything you absolutely need to know to make your business run smoother and life less taxing, giving you less stress and leaving more money in your pocket. Go now to businessuntangled.com or call us at 469-458-0447 to grab your spot in the Making Life Less Taxing program. There are only 50 of these coveted spots available and they are going quickly. So go now to businessuntangled.com and you can start enjoying the benefits of a profitable business today. American business owners, there has never been a time like now to showcase your brand as a powerful influence in our communities. Harness the power of digital content with offbeat business media. Internet radio, TV, podcasts, and magazines are the powerful antidote for negative and sensationalized mainstream media, and business owners know it. It's time to produce talk shows that engage, inform, and improve our nation through strong business while supporting a successful life in business. Production, programming, promotion, and media training. Welcome to Offbeat Business Media. Improvement starts here. <laughs> and we're back. This is Susan Hamilton. You're watching Offbeat Business TV and listening to OBBM Radio Dallas. And I'm here with retired Sergeant Richard Morris, and we're talking about how we can do a better job to engage our officers in the community for better communication. And we're about to talk about some interesting new opportunities that officers are going to have for extended training. Uh, but you were saying before we went to break that... Uh, we there are some things that we could do to have a better communication oh, when we see an officer on the beat absolutely. or when we uh, know the family in the community. How can we do a better job of engagement so that uh, healing comes uh, comes along a lot faster and also our own protection, right, from, from having that absolutely. open door? Well, I find we learn a lot from the older community, the, yes. those with the silver hair. Mm -hmm. And as God speaks about in Scripture. And so... 
after I've had a rough time, I would drive around and I'd find an older person. And a lot of times, if you wave, they'll wave and you can talk to them and you can talk to those people. And so for me to have someone who will smile, who will wave uh, with the whole hand, uh, who would give expressions of love in that way, that's healing. That's, oh, it's, nice. it's like a well, bomb for the soul. So I, I, I'm always looking around for old people to talk to. And so because of that, I realize if the community would take a more active role, even just to smile, you don't have to buy the lunch, you don't have to give them coffee, but just give them, let them know that they're not invisible, that you do appreciate them. Like the Vietnam veterans, they come back, they were really mistreated when they came back from uh, the Vietnam conflict. Many times I'll walk up to a veteran, it'll have Vietnam on his hat, an older gentleman, and I'll take time to walk up and say, sir, could I shake your hand? And then I'll hold him by the shoulders and I'll say, I want to thank you for the service that you've given our country. Almost all of them will cry. Many of them have told me, I've never had anyone tell me thank you. And that's so huge. What a long conflict. Oh, that my, was my a lot of people, and, and that sometimes can be lost in history. We're really not discussing that with our younger generations right. the way we could, but that was a very long, extended time of service. Yeah. Well, we're commanded to love God and uh, love our neighbor as herself, even to love our enemy. And so for me, by loving other people, one way that I do that is my service as a police officer. I'm still a reserve police officer. I'm a deputy constable. And I keep that commission in case I were to be needed to step up and to do something to help and protect the community or to to help other people. Uh, Police officers, you may see them when they're stressed or they're tired or they're frustrated. But just remember, they probably had a pretty tough time, if not that day, maybe with their wife or husband leaving the house because of the communication breakdown. That's why we have so many suicides. It's the top... uh, more law enforcement commits suicide than any other profession. And uh, the average police officer lives 15 years less than the average American. Okay, I'm going to have you repeat that one more time. I want you to get this. We are going to frame this. One more time, sir. The average police officer lives 15 years less than the average American. Isn't that something? It's sad. And has 25 times the cardiovascular risk Mm -hmm. because, you know, you, you have to stay in your assigned area. And especially in the late shift, uh, the midnight shift, there are very few places. Some beats don't even have places to eat. And those that do, there may be your local gangbanger that, that works there, and you don't always want to eat what they're fixing if they're mad at you from putting them in jail the week before. And so because of the call load and because of what you have to eat so quickly on the run, uh, they have a terrible uh, diet, eating habits. Isn't that interesting? Well, I, I think that uh, what you're doing with the Ziegler Corporation could really have a huge impact on our local community, especially as you start out right here in the Dallas uh, DFW area. Yes. I mean, you, here where we are locally, you can start making an impact to change those things because communication Absolutely. is what it's all about. Tell us a little bit about the new Ziegler Blue. Well, Zig said that people don't care how much you know until they first know how much you care about them. And so we need to let police officers know that we love them. Police officers need to let the community also know that we love them. 
So I, Zig Ziglar was a good friend. I was his karate teacher. He took it more for the exercise and flexibility stretching because he was all over the place, jumping up, getting on the edge of the stage. Right, right. Very athletic, if you ever had seen him live. And when Zig had a bad fall, he asked me to help him to uh, learn to walk again more effectively. He was just shuffling. And so I was able to help him. I went over and met with him and his trainer and Tom Ziegler and his daughter, Alexandra, Zig's granddaughter. And I, I helped Zig do some things. And I thought, you know, when I retire from the police department, I think I used to be on Ziegler's Speakers Bureau back in 1985 before they went uh, all in-house. And then when they did that, I did my own seminars. By the way, Zig would send police departments to me to do the seminars in schools and a lot of them they could not afford him for one mm-hmm. he and he, he was booked years in advance right, right. and so I would do these seminars but in 2014 I decided to be certified as a Ziegler speaker and by at that time Zig had passed away but I wanted to have the opportunity to be able to speak Ziegler into the minds of other people back in 1992 when I my dad passed away. My brothers were fussing and fighting. I lost financially everything that I had, and I was suicidal. Mm. I had a bad day. And I said, God, I ask you to help me. If you do not want me to take my life, I ask you to give me some kind of encouragement to let me know there's something still for me to do. Otherwise, hopefully I'll see you in a few minutes. And I was so despondent. But then I remembered the first time I gave a Christian devotional for Ziegler. I've done five. After I spoke, Zig grabbed me by the shoulders and he said, Richard Morris, you are special. And I heard that voice that night. Isn't that sweet? I know that moves you yet today. Thank you for sharing that. That's I'm so- stay encouraged. I'm still here. So <laughs> it was close, so I'm telling you. But... So Ziegler Blue is going to be using some of the loving nature of communication and speaking uh, to help them do a better job in their department. And to stay motivated. One thing about... excellent. One thing that Zig did for me, I had a friend of mine, Barry Hall, with the Mm -hmm. Miss Texas pageant. I believe in community service. So when Barry Hall asked me to be a judge for the Miss Texas pageant, I felt like that was my responsibility. So I did for eight years. But Barry gave me two Zig Ziglar tapes on secrets of closing the cell, and it helped my business just grow uh, logarithmically. I mean, just bam, 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 bam. It just increased. Uh, uh, I made more money in my karate school than any other studio in the United States at that time. And so I was listening to those messages and about the encouragement and so forth. So I started listening to Zig again, and Becky, which my wife, would say, by the way, I've been married over 40 years. That's the anomaly in police work, but... Uh, you know, even though uh, Christians and non-Christians, uh, the agnostic population, those who are not believers, they all have about a 50% divorce rate, rate within two years unless they hold hands and pray together. And if they do that, it drops to less than 1% divorce rate. So for me, I kind of like holding hands with her. I think my wife's kind of hot, so that's a good thing. Oh, <laughs> uh, You know, my husband and I are in agreement, yeah. And so when I would be down, Becky would say, hey, man, you need to listen to yeah. Zig again. Or we'd go uh, to his church. So uh-huh. for nine months after this happened with with me being so down, I would go to the encouragers class at Prestonwood Baptist that Zig taught, and I just love Zig. And to I would go eat with him many times and just spend a lot of 
time with him. He was literally my uh, coach or mentor. He called himself my Dutch uncle. But to see the way that he would tenderly hold Jean's hand, he would stand when she came into the room. He would hold the door open for her. Just, I saw him kissing church. I mean, don't tell anybody. But I saw (laughs) right there on like the third row. But they had that love. And so Zig taught me how to be a better husband, to be a better father, to be a better Christian, to be a better Christian servant, to be a better person. And so uh, I don't use bad language and it, which is nice because for a long time I, I had a completely different vocabulary. I could turn a two-syllable word into a 16-syllable word. <laughs> it that, can happen. And it just takes some self-control, but that can be. Well, um, God took that from me, yeah, so I'm grateful yeah. for that. Excellent. So Ziegler Blue is going to be helping our officers yes. in the departments communicate more effectively because when what I've understood from past conversations right. is that sometimes our first responders, when they have dealt with something tragic, they're, they don't necessarily get the support they need, but the sergeant may not know. The okay. sergeant may not know how to see where those issues lie and how to best support his team. And he loves his team. He wants to. But there's a very short respite from the time the tragedies happen to the time oh, the officers sure. comes back on the job. And at that time, we need that. That's when that effective, loving communication style is so important. Jeff Halstead, my chief at the time, said, Richard, I've never met a sergeant, whereas troops love him so much, I've never met a sergeant whose team members would just do anything for him, work so hard. How do you do it? How is it that you do that? I, I really want to know. I said, they love me because I first loved them. And I tell them I love them. Police officers, these big old men and women, they need to hear that they're loved. They don't hear that from the people on the street. Mm. And they work hard for me because I first work hard for them. And so by doing my best to be a good and a holy example to them, I'm able to lead the police officers into a better relationship with their families and with the community as well. So my team... The teams I've been blessed to work with are some of the finest. At Gang Unit, I've worked with some of the toughest guys, former Navy SEALs, uh, a lot of spec op guys, uh, uh, military, Marine recon. But they were the kindest, most respectful, most disciplined officers I worked with. And they were kind. They wouldn't cuss in front of me because they know I I don't like to hear that kind of language. And so I'm very, very grateful, very grateful for that. But see, what Tom and I were talking about is to have the communities sponsor police from Dallas or Fort Worth or Chicago or wherever they're having troubles. Chicago has plenty of troubles. Yeah. Where the business community can pay for the training. And then Tom Ziegler and I would do that training and then send the officers back into that community. And for me, that's exciting because now it's going to really be logarithmic is going to just multiply because if we can teach five officers, they can go back and teach 500 or 1,000 mm-hmm. or 2,000. And they'll be prepared with those leadership, speaking, and communication skills. And love. And oh, it's yeah. a relationship. A relationship is the main thing that they learn, is how to have a good relationship with the community. And then they can go into the impoverished communities 
and do free seminars for goal setting, for how to bend, build winning relationships, a bridge between the community. Oh, that lights me up because I know we can make a difference in this space. We can change the, the face. We can rebuild American business influence locally, nationally, abroad with strategies like this that we start using in our own communities. Because, friends, we don't have to have everything we're talking about framed by uh, mainstream news media and, and what you traditionally are finding out there. We can actually be a huge difference maker in our community when you have a strong, influential brand. Richard, how can they learn more about this? I understand at this time you are still p- putting together the digital spot by the time we're doing this interview, but when this interview is launched, this information will be out there. Have you chosen a domain name for Ziegler Blue? Uh, ZieglerBlue.com. Okay, wonderful. But it also may be on Ziegler.com. Because it's Zig's name, I'm giving them the, they have the greater understanding of the business okay, aspect. wonderful. Uh, where I have the better understanding of the, how to communicate with the police. And so they can reach me at Richard at RichardMorrisSeminars.com. And Tom Ziegler, I believe is T.Ziegler at Ziggler.com. Well, we'll find all of that information accompanying this video and the audio, so you won't be missing anything. But if you've got an opportunity to take this video and share this and get this in front of the community members that will benefit, let them know because this is a huge way that we can start making a difference and change the footprint of what's going on with American business today. Thank well, thank you, you Susan. Thank May you, God Richard bless you. Wines. God bless you. Thank you. And uh, you've been listening to OBBM Radio Dallas and watching Offbeat Business TV. We thank you so much for your time. Signing off, Susan Hamilton. Thank you. You've been listening to the Offbeat Business Show. Find our lineup, podcast, magazine, event calendar, and sponsor information, even our membership directory, all available on the Offbeat Business app or at offbeatbusiness.com. Download the Offbeat Business app today. Corporate brand image is one of the most important first impressions your clients will learn to recognize and associate with your products and services. The right first impression is the perfect introduction, and images speak thousands of words. Hi, my name is Scott Peake, and I've been taking and collecting images for over 25 years, capturing expressive pictures of executives and corporate events for magazines, websites, banners, and all sorts of marketing tools to support the local businesses around the United States. Don't wonder if you can get away with that iPhone snapshot for your corporate website or business event. Contact the offices of Scott Peak Photography for images in professional settings, advisement, and coaching that showcases your experience and vitality to the world we live in today. Call 469-587-2300 to get started recording your brand with images you'll be proud of as your business continues to grow. Scott Peak Photography, 469-587-2300 for professional image advisement and coaching that gets you noticed for all the right things. Call Scott Peak Photography. 469-587-2300. You do your best to communicate how your company solves a specific problem, right? But it's easy to overlook the way your company sounds and the impression that leaves. I'm Melanie Murphy, a professional voice actor, and I'm ready to help your message stand out through a radio ad, a video on your website, or phone messaging for your company. Contact me today at melaniemurphyvo.com to discuss your voiceover needs. That's MelanieMurphyVO.com. Mention this ad for an offbeat business show discount.